second service worshippers are not the amen people, but they are clapping people. And um, I thank God for your lives. You know, when Dick in the Navy was reading the scriptures, he added to it. Thank God you are not reading from the book of Revelation. I know that um, you were carried away by saying that, um, praise God, when you get to, we got to a particular place that you couldn't but say that. The Lord bless us. We want to remind ourselves of one great thing that I believe is a concern to all of us. Every human being has something about death and after death. We kind of look into it and say, huh, how will it be? What will happen after? And Jesus Christ is telling us today, I am the resurrection and the life. Shall we pray? Father, speak to us in accent loud and clear. And by your grace, Lord, we will not miss the point that you want us to understand. And after understanding it, Lord, we pray that we will believe it and we will continue to live it. Eternal Father, thank you because I know that you speak through your servant and the ears that will hear him will surely perceive and Lord, they will go home rejoicing. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. May I first start by telling you the uniqueness of Jesus. Jesus is unique in everything. Of the people that lived before him and of those that are living after him, there is no one like Jesus. His conception is unique. He was not formed by the seed of man and a woman. He was actually brought forth or conceived rather by the Holy Spirit. What a great Jesus we are serving. His birth was unique. Born in the manger but praised by the singing angels. In the time of John the Baptist, no angel came down to sing. But when Jesus was born, angels came down to praise God. What a wonderful Savior. And we know also that his life was unique. The one and only who lived a life without sin. Every one of us has sinned in one way or another. But Jesus Christ lived without sin. God himself who came and became flesh. Then we see that his death was unique. People have always been nailed on the cross before Jesus Christ. But on the day Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross, things happened. The whole earth was filled with thick darkness. 
for three hours no light everything was in darkness why because the prince of light light himself the light of the world was being nailed on the cross and lo and behold the tearing of the robe of the of the cotton in the holy of holies that was great the earthquake that was great the dead that rose even while the savior was dying that was unique it was so unique his resurrection was unique guess what jesus christ is the only one who died and rose from the dead and never to die again if you go to the book of revelation chapter 1 verse 18 it says i am he that lives and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and have i have the keys of hell and of death that was jesus christ is unique concerning his ascension only one person the bible tells us has ever ascended to heaven who was it elijah and how did he go the first space shuttle chariot of fire chariot of fire did jesus need anything to propel him no he was lifted up and he went and lo and behold the cloud covered him no need for any chariot of fire no need for any space shuttle he was by far beyond all the mechanics of men then again very unique in this ministry now you know what is interceding for you and for me interceding on our behalf making us to do the right thing and lastly absolutely unique in his return of all those who actually have ever lived of every religious leader no matter who they are only jesus christ is coming back only jesus will come back to judge because he is god children of god don't take your faith in christ for granted you are serving a living savior and he is in the world today truly as the song that we just sang says jesus christ the one and only let me tell you the truth people were raised from the dead in the old testament times prophet elijah raised the uh the son of the shunammite uh woman sorry sidon sidon sidonian uh, widow according to the book of first uh, first kings chapter 17 
And Elisha also, who took the button or the, the, the mantle from Elisha, raised the Shunammite woman's son. These ones were dead for just a period of time, not even a day after. They were raised. And one thing that actually you, you, we cannot understand is the fact that in the book of Second Kings chapter 13, verses 20 and 21, the Bible tells us of the fact that one man was taken to the burial ground and lo and behold, the Moabites came to raid Israel. And because they were afraid of their lives, they threw the, womb, the, 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 the body in the grave, in the, in the tomb of um, Elisha. The bone of Elisha's body, of, of, of Elisha, who had died long ago, you know, touched the body, and the body came back to life. But all of them died again. Not Jesus. Jesus Christ, we know, in the Gospels, raised the daughter of Jarius, also the son of the widow of Nain, and the last of all that actually became the, the greatest of the risen from the dead happened to be what we read today. Lazarus. Lazarus was a good friend of Jesus Christ. The second home, one would say, a home away from home where Lazarus, Mary, and Martha were living. Jesus Christ used to visit them. And now the Lord Jesus Christ was away. Now, you will not understand this particular passage very well if you follow the, uh, the names of the cities that were mentioned. Bethany, that was not where Jesus was. Bethany was only two miles away. It cannot take that long to walk through. It was actually Perea that Jesus was about two days' journey to Bethany. Now, what happened? They sent a messenger, or they sent messengers to Jesus, saying to him, Your friend, the one that you love, is sick. And that was it. Jesus knew he was sick before they told him. And again, the messenger said something as an information. Never said, come and heal him. Do something to heal him. Children of God, in most cases, we take God for granted. We say to ourselves, ah, why should I ask? He knows already. He knows all things. But the Lord God Almighty wants us to do what? To ask that we may receive. To seek that we may find. To knock so that the door will be opened. Prayer is something that we all should cultivate in. And make sure that we seek the face of God truly in prayer. If you want changes for Nigeria... Don't just say that God knows. He knows the mess we are in. And therefore he can fix it. Yes, he can. But he wants us to do what? To ask. 
They only told him in verse 3 of John chapter 11, your friend, the one that you love, is sick. Nonetheless, Jesus Christ did not need to go to Bethany to heal him. He had done it before by just pronouncing the word and it will be just as he has asked. But the Lord Jesus wanted for this situation to actually bring glory to God. And the situation really brought glory to God. Now, of all these ones also that Jesus raised, they died again. They died the physical death again. Only Jesus rose from the dead and never to taste death again. One thing that I know of is that in our society today, we are death-denying society. Why do I, do I have to say that? If I should ask you, heaven is beautiful. And I know that you know heaven is beautiful. Because you have read about it. Because indeed the Lord has shown us the fact that he is going to do what? To prepare us a mansion. And after that he will come for us. But how many people want to die? Instead, we see that we go for physical examination, medical examination, we go for uh, jogging and so on and so forth in order to prolong our lives by having good health, which is good. It is so good. But a lot of us still will be so much distant to anything that they are saying about death. We don't want to hear it. Especially when we want to go to bed at, at night. And then somebody is talking about some, 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 somebody died. Oh, we don't want to end the day with that. Why? Why? Because of fear. Fear of death. I know some churches that they will not announce the death of a member of their church on the pulpit. They will not announce it. They will not bring any obituary poster to the church. They will not do funeral service in their auditorium. They will not do anything at all. In fact, some pastors don't even go to the cemetery to bury members of their church. Why? A denial of a reality will not in any way drive away that reality. Death is part of life. Why will you announce births? Oh, people, some people have given birth to babies. Some people are getting married. Some people are celebrating promotion. Some people are actually rejoicing in the Lord because the Lord God Almighty has blessed them tremendously. They have, they have success upon success, but not death. And there are so many reasons for that, really. Because the fear of death is in us. That even brought about what Adam and Eve were running away from. If they had believed God, 
that sin will bring death. I believe sincerely they would not have done it. And one thing again about this is this. Man will want to do anything, anything, in order to enjoy life to the fullest without the memory of death. How can someone use another human being for money ritual and think that he will get away with it? You can never. Why? Because you have shed blood. But they always forget about it. But when the time is getting near, they run around wanting to save their lives. Let me give you five reasons why man fears death. One, death is an unknown entity. It's an unknown phenomenon. We don't know it. We don't actually. It is something that actually we know happens. But how? We don't know. Give for instance. If you hear that somebody is dead, what do you do? You sorrow. You have buried the person and another person dies again. What do you do? You sorrow as if it has never happened in your life before. You have never seen anybody die. It is not known. It is absolutely hidden from us. Then secondly, we see that we cannot study it. We can study about illnesses and how to cure them. But I have not seen anybody who has studied about death and say, I will never die. We cannot study it. It will happen when it will happen. How it will happen, you don't know. And when you read about so many other people's death and so on and so forth, you think actually that, hey, it can never happen to you. Hey, guess what? We are only deceiving ourselves. Then again, we cannot observe it. I want to see this person, how he will die. You cannot observe it. If even the person would breathe his last, you have only seen the air taken off. You don't know exactly how it happened. Then again, you cannot try it out to feel, I mean, to know how it feels. So we fear it. Oh, what, how, will, how, how, how will it happen? Is it painful? Is it easy? You cannot. One thing that is there is that, you know, our fathers will say, oh, may we actually die when uh, everything is easy for us. In, in the actual fact, if you want to translate the way they say it, uh, it's as if to say, may we die when we are sleeping. Then we pray a prayer, may we not go while we are sleeping. The truth of the matter is this. Whether we like it or not, they call some hot death. They call some oh, peaceful death. Whether it is peaceful or very, very hot and damp, you know, disastrous. Death is death. We don't need to worry. I opened my um, laptop, or not actually, it was my iPad, 
and I went through the um, mails that I had and lo and behold I saw HID is dead you know HID Mrs. Awolowo and I was told that she sat with the children planning how they would celebrate her 100th birthday anniversary she was 99 years 10 months old they said according to what I was told they talked about it she was with them yesterday and only for today to come she's gone children of God we need not be afraid of what is inevitable Satan will want us to be afraid of it but the Lord Jesus Christ has come to tell us today that hey I am the resurrection and the life if you want to run away from it if you want to hide yourself in the cave if you want to climb the highest mountain and say tsunami will not reach you guess what one day you'll breathe your last but I have good news for you even though the Bible tells us that it is appointed for every man and every woman wants to die and then judgment and I know that indeed the Bible also calls it our last enemy that we have to fight according to 1st Corinthians 15 26 but the Lord God Almighty Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life how can you take him as the resurrection guess what what we celebrate today as Christians will actually mean nothing if Christ Jesus had died and did not resurrect the Bible says that we will have been of all men most miserable most foolish we will have been of all men oh just deceiving ourselves but because he who is life and resurrection resurrected from the grave on the third day he laid down his life he said it that he will die and on the third day he will resurrect guess what he did exactly that and the bible says that the same power that raised him from the dead will do what will raise us if we are found in christ jesus is that not wonderful that is a, a wonderful reason to just believe him if anybody wants to give you a garment what do you do you look at the one that he is wearing if he's wearing the tattered something you want to say how can this one give me anything better huh jesus christ himself had actually gone through death and came out of it and never to die again and he's saying oh i have that assurance that i need to give you i am the resurrection now what about the life when we rise up from the dead we'll live again is that not true 
But let's look at it. In the Bible, there is um, verse 25 and 26. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He asked Martha. Now, those who die in the Lord will rise again. And they will rise into new life. But those of us still living and who have actually believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? We have life already living in us. I will explain it this way. And by the grace of God, don't just take it as if a human being explained it to you. This is a revelation that I got. Let's look at the book of um, John chapter 5 verse 21. John 5 21. We'll look at different passages so that we'll get it from as the Father raises the, the, the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. As the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. How is this life given? By faith in him. Now, we'll go to another passage. And this one, I believe, will explain it better. It is found in John 17, 3. John 17, 3. This is a passage that Christians must not take for granted. John 17, 3 says, And this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and what? And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. If you know God, and you know Jesus, whom God has sent, eternal life belongs to you. There is no one who is outside Jesus that can claim life as you are here now eternal life has begun in you eternal life is yours already now you will say but why should I die again no it is not the death that actually will make this body to go back to the dust no you see the life that you live now is eternally and, and carved that you cannot, Satan cannot change it. Huh. Uh, let me actually use this to, to describe it. The Bible says that mortality cannot inherit what? Immortality. The corruptible cannot what? 
inherit incorruptible. The perishable cannot inherit what? Imperishable. Therefore, this body must go back. But my essence will live forever. Now, to a non-Christian, a non-believer, and I'm saying this with every pain that actually I have for those who are not saved yet. I'm not saying it in order to make you feel bad. I'm saying it in order for you to actually have the grace that God accorded me and many others who are here to believe in the only Son of God. Now, when we were created, we were created for eternity. But sin came and sin robbed us of eternity. We became in darkness and in sin and in death. Because the Bible says, and it is a principle, the soul that sinneth will do what? Will die. The only one who can give us life is Jesus Christ. Why? That is the reason why he came. That is the reason why he gave his life. He gave his life that we may receive life. Hear him in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10. The book of John chapter 10 verse 10 tells us simply, I have come. I am not a robber. I am not, you know, the devil, the deceiver, who has come to do three things, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have what? Life. In what way? Abundantly. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. In Christ Jesus, we have this life because he is a giver of life. In the first place, he made all things. We destroyed it and he came back to do what? To bring it back to what it should be. But this time is by choice. This time is by choice. Take it or leave it. For those who have taken it, oh, they know that indeed the, their lives have changed. I know a passage that actually goes well, even with this, concerning uh, you know, new life in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Huh? If any man or any woman be in Christ is a new creature, all things have passed away and all things have become new. That is great. But please put on the board Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Here, this is what happened to all of us when we professed faith in Jesus Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is this not wonderful? Is this not great? That the day 
I received Christ. I died to the world. And now I am in Christ, alive in him, living a life that is heaven bound, a life that will glorify God, a life that Satan will hate and will want me persecuted, a life that actually will want, he will want me to fear to die. But no, I have died already. And therefore, it is just a pathway to the presence of God for every Christian. When this body is shed off, we are translated to the Lord God Almighty. That is a unique thing and only Christ can give it. He is the resurrection and the life. He who believes in him, though dead, will live again. And those who are alive and who believe in him will never die. Children of God, don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of death. Or else, Satan will make you to do things that are horrible, that will displace God, that will make you to lose heaven. You know what Christ even said? If you will lose your life for my sake, what will happen? If you will lose your life for my sake, I, you, and you have lost our lives for his sake. And therefore, we have found it. Life forevermore begins here. Our heaven begins here. And when we get to heaven, it will not be strange to us to be before God and praise him and worship him. And therefore, huh, whether we are 40, 20, 30, 100, 120, whatever it is, all I pray for is you will not use your presence here on earth to miss heaven. All is well to those who believe. We call some untimely death, but God has a purpose for it. And anything at all that will happen to you or will happen to me, by the grace of God, will glorify God. Even as the death of Lazarus was to glorify God. May God in his infinite mercy help us to understand this simple message. It is not a theological jargon. It is the truth. Christ is the resurrection and life. Let us pray. Lord, this afternoon we are confronted with the reality that death is inevitable. But we also thank you, Lord, for the good news that in Jesus, life is inevitable. We give you all the glory. Help us to live our lives, to honor you each day of our lives. Help us, Lord Jesus, that will not be cast away in your kingdom. When you return, Lord Jesus, help us to reign with you. At the end of our journey here on earth, 
Lord, may we live for you in the name of Jesus. Father, you have a purpose for sending your word to us this afternoon. We ask, Lord, that the purpose will not be lost in our lives. The purpose will be fulfilled in our lives in the name of Jesus. For your vessel that you have used again, our pastor, the under-shepherd of this church, Lord, may you continually give him life. May you continually give his family life. Let it be well with him. Let it be well with his family. At the end of his race here on earth, Lord, he shall reign with you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. May we rise on our feet, please, be your mind. Let's rise on our feet together. This is a new week God has given unto us. We believe God has gone ahead of us this week. If you can lift up your hands in praise, just thank God in advance for this week. Just give him praise. The God of life is here this morning. Thank him, thank him, thank him and praise his name. Bless his name. The entrance of God's word has given us life today and as it has given understanding to the simple. And as we go this week, the life of God will go with us in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and praise him and bless the name of the Lord. Thank him and commit this week into the, into the hand of the Lord. God has gone ahead of us before. It's a week that we have never gone through, but we have a savior who created this week. So it is well with our soul. It is well with our body. We will take this song just once. I believe that's what the word of the Lord has done in our lives today. Say, you make my life so beautiful. You make my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I 